Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Hello, welcome to Marvelicious Toys, Volume 2, Issue 25. This is Marjorie. And Arnie. And this is Justin. Two episodes in a row, guys. We are really keeping the groove. And we're going to have another one in two weeks after this that we'll talk to about later on. But this show, excited to be back and talk positivity. We're going to, you know, be a little Pollyanna-ish this episode and talk about our top five legends so far this year. Yeah, I mean, it's been quite a ride so far. And it's time to look back at what we've got before we see what's coming our way already. Well, I don't know if you got this email, Justin, but I got an email about what's coming my way. The Sentinel. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, those are coming, huh? I got an email today. Sentinel backers, the HasLab project will begin shipping starting by the end of September. Update your address by the end of August to make sure there's no problems. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got to worry about making sure your address is right. I was more worried about room. <laughs> I'm more worried about the look on Marjorie's face when seven show up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. I knew it was going to happen, and now I've got the reminder, so I know not to freak out. The Sentinels and I will be sleeping in the living room for a while. <laughs> Sentinel party. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, really excited that that is on its way. It'll, you know, if they're shipping by the end of September, that means I can have them lining my doorway for trick or treat time. Oh, yeah. That'll be cool. Give the neighborhood kids something to talk about. It's a shame it took a little too long. Today is also first day of school here where I live now. We could have taken him to school and gotten photos. (laughs) (laughs) It is the size of a child. (laughs) Now I'm kind of thinking we need to make a video of you, like, recreating the My Buddy commercial. (laughs) You and your Sentinel. (laughs) My Sentinel. My Sentinel. Wherever you guys I on go, a swing. He's gonna go. <laughs> Get a little cap for him. <laughs> My sentinel and me. <laughs> but next year at this time, will I be excited for a Galactus? You know, Galactus isn't that fast. If he comes to your planet, he has to stand around for a while and summon up energies and meditate and eventually he's gonna eat your planet. That's kind of how the HasLab project is going, too, as there are now 11,504. 18 days to go. I think that's good. It's different from the Sentinel. The Sentinel was like a blink and you missed it. It was funded. And that was crazy. I think this one's going more as a normal crowdfunding HasLab should go, you know, slowly growing towards the goal. Yeah, but they've already announced the first stretch goal and shown off the 3D renders of the figure if they get to 16,000. And here I'm like, 16? That means, like, your other stretch goals are 18 and they've already teased it's a Silver Surfer with the shadow on that graphic. And then if they do a third, 20,000? And I'm like... You got 18 days to get 3,500 more backers. Now, my attitude has shifted since the last show. I think they'll make it, but it's a crawl, not a sprint. I'm still on board that they're going to make it. The stretch goals are questionable. I wouldn't bet that we hit the first stretch goal, but at the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if we do, because I'm trying to remember back to that Sentinel. The last few days, quite a few backers came flying in. 
and even going back to the to Jabba sail barge, that one I feel like the last week was five, six thousand, seven thousand, all just came in over the course of a few days. It is funny how like with the the sail barge. There was the same, will it be funded? Will it be funded? It stalled out. like. But then once it hit its target, I think a whole lot of people are like, crap, they're making it. I can't miss it. And went and backed it, even though they didn't pre-back it. Yeah. So I do wonder if when this hits 14,000, if a lot of people will come out of the woodwork and start backing it. I did find also today... There is a HasLab UK page for backers, and it's got the same count. So I've been wondering, you know, do the international sales count towards this backer count? At least the ones in the UK do, because they have their own page exactly like the US page with the count on it where they can place their pledge. Okay, so we're already seeing the numbers from the UK it reflected in this number. Okay. But... I still think 14,000, big number, too lofty. I wanted stretch goals. I, like you say, I don't know if we'll hit them. Steve Evans at Hasbro did post on Instagram about the 16,000 goal. And so I had to ask, why 14,000? Why double the goal of Unicron? Unicron barely made it. You had to extend the time for Unicron. Well, Steve did respond. And so I wanted to share his information. He says, while at a quick glance, Galactus and Sentinel may seem very similar, i.e. big figures, they are, in fact, quite different propositions at certainly different times. Each HasLab will act in its own unique way, and I feel that's okay. I remember the long and bumpy journey of the inaugural barge. Compared to that, the Sentinel was a blur. Galactus is taking his own time, as expected. At the end of the day, one thing is the same with all HasLabs. If fans want the product, it will succeed. I just checked, and we need about 136 backers per day to reach goal. That's down from when I checked last week, where it was about 148 people per day. So we're moving in the right direction at a steady pace. Yeah, so overall positive, right? Yeah, I mean... What's he going to go with? Oh, God, Arnie, you're right. We did way too much this time. We got greedy, <laughs> corporate overlords. Well, boy, you know, I mean, I'm not expecting that answer. But you're True. right. We need to drop that a lot. <laughs> but to compare, when he posted that about a week ago, he said that they're down to needing 136 per day. And in the past week, it's now up to 138 per day. So it has slowed a little bit since he posted that and the time we're recording this. And that's just to get to the 14,000, not the 16,000. Yeah, I mean we're we're at the we're in the midpoint doldrums. There's no sense of urgency right now. We had the early adopters that couldn't wait to hit add to cart right away and we're going to have our latecomers that are excited to get in at the very last part. But right now we're just in the dog days of summer. You know, 18 days out of 45. Meh. I mean, why, why should I back it today instead of next week? There's just, there's no rush right now other than people who have already backed it hoping we hit some stretch goals. I understand that, but I will counter. Why wait to back it next week when you can back it today? They're going to bill your card after the crowdfunding, so it'll be billed at some point in late August, no matter when you back it. So why fence it? Yeah, and I still think there's a certain amount of that going on out there where there's still people that don't understand how these work, where it's 
you're only going to get billed if it gets funded after the campaign ends. And I don't think that can be said enough because I see those questions all the time online. People keep asking those same questions. So no matter how much we answer it, no matter how much Hasbro answers it, there's always going to be somebody out there that's not getting that concept. Read the page. Go to the Hasbro Pulse HasLab page. Read the page. And, of course, if you're listening to our show, you know. We've said this many times. You guys are the informed ones. But read. Just read. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I like that site. Can I Google this for you? (laughs) I also imagine there's a certain type of person out there that is still wrestling with the idea of getting their partner okay with the concept of a four-foot, nearly four-foot figure coming into the house? Would such a person happen to be talking to me right now? (laughs) Oh, Arnie, you know I don't care. No, not you. (laughs) Oh. Nah, I get it. (laughs) No, I've I've backed. I've definitely backed. Okay. I I guess I can just, I I guess what I'm saying is I can see that being a perspective out there. You know what I'm saying? Not, not everybody is as lucky as us to have super supportive and cool boyfriends, wives, you know? You guys have like super cool wives and everything. So I'm sure they totally don't mind. Agreed. Like best wives ever. We'll find out when Seven Sentinels show up how true that was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you still can't lift because of your arm surgery. So. Guess who's lifting everything? You, the, My really cool wife didn't have a huge grin on her face the day my six cases of hand ninja showed up last week. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I got six cases. <laughs> I, I think I, I said it last time we were talking about Galactus, and it's still my only critique of this whole thing is I don't understand, and it's, you know, they're not going to tell us because it's all internal for Hasbro, but I don't understand why they didn't wait until September, October to launch this one once people had the Sentinel in hand and ready for a new one. But asking us to purchase two of these before we even have one, that's uh, its a little bit risky. I know, and Star Wars is in the same boat, though. The Razor Crest hasn't shipped yet. They're going to be launching the Rancor next month, obviously. They did two at the same time with Cookie Monster and Unicron, and both of those turned out a little bit problematic. One had to be extended, and the cookie crumbled. So I think right now they were kind of hedging on time. Plus, Comic-Con, right? If there was a Comic-Con, that's when you announce it and you launch it a couple weeks after before people get their credit card statements for being in San Diego, but after they've forgotten how much they spent in San Diego. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's probably no great time to do it because, I mean, getting into October, now you're starting to look at, you know, budgeting for the holidays and stuff like that. So it just seems like with it being only a couple months difference, I just don't see why they didn't wait. You know, if we were still six months out from getting that Sentinel, yeah, now it's fine, whatever, there's going to be overlap. But since we're so close, I just think waiting might have might have helped this one go a lot faster. I agree. Or making the Sentinels faster. Yeah. I understand there's a lot of factors at play, but I agree. I said it last show, that it would be so much better if we had Sentinels in hand and then could order Galacti. But... Let's get to the main topic of the show. You know, we were away for part of this year, and as I said, collecting has not stopped this year, despite how much 
I would have loved for things to be put on pause for a few months while I had to box everything up. I had figures coming in. I'd be like, oh, you're cool. Go in the box. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of what we're here to talk about today is to really we've been on our Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram posting updates from time to time been active in the Facebook groups. There's a lot of Marvel Legends groups on Facebook. And there's some things that could perhaps be going a little smoother when it comes to Marvel Legends, when it comes to exclusives, when it comes to availability. And I think we all just decided we wanted to come together and say, you know, yeah, there's some bumps in the road right now and things that could be going better. But that's not what we're going to focus on today. Today we're going to focus on why we love collecting still. What is it that's going well and keeps us excited and keeps us in the game, even when we're commiserating via text message about were you able to get any before the bots got them all in 30 seconds? You know, that's kind of what I think we want to do here is really focusing on Hasbro. Look at, you know, since we haven't been around in a while, what's gone well and what's coming up that's got us pretty excited. Let's turn to the world of figures. Dan Yoon on Twitter asked a question that I think really got our brains going. He just randomly asked, what are your top five legends so far in 2021? And what are the top five legends you're looking forward to that have been announced? And it seemed like a good way to kind of catch up what we've missed and think about some of the things we like about collecting. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a while since we've broken down our favorite figures and there's been like we talked about earlier, so many have come out and we've seen so many that are coming out. I think it's a great question Dan puts out and it's that time of year. Yeah, let's break it down. Let's talk about what what's really hit us where we live. So looking at the top five so far this year. Number five. I'm in the hot seat first. So what is my fifth favorite figure of 2021? Firestar. And I realize what we've got going on here is pretty standard female buck, but I've been wanting Firestar for quite a while. They did Iceman. I can't count the number of Spider-Mans they did. Growing up with Spider-Man and his amazing friends, it's like, you got to give me a Firestar. You got to give me a Firestar. They finally did it, and they not only did it, but two heads I really liked, and Ms. Lion, I mean, that's just the icing on the cake. And I truly believe, I really believe that Ms. Lion is the lead-in to the Aunt May figure we're all wanting. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you, you can't have Ms. Lion and not have Aunt May somewhere. So I think <laughs> that there's been long jokes, but people do want an Aunt May Marvel Legends figure. I think that it could happen thanks to Ms. Lion. So here we go. Uh, Nice translucent flame effect and a figure I've wanted for a long time finally getting released. Yeah, and for me, I I like it because it kind of hits in that weird nostalgic space. Not necessarily for the old cartoon, but for the old Marvel Universe figure three pack. (laughs) So I'm being nostalgic for toys that came out 12 years ago. (laughs) So... (laughs) That is what I got signed the very first time I met Stan Lee at San Diego Comic-Con. I went on a crazy hunt through the booths to find that Toys R Us exclusive three pack. 
because Stan Lee announced it. He always did the Hey, True Believer at the beginning of it. And so, yeah, I got that three-pack signed by Stan. And yes, this kind of completes that here in the now mainline Legends format as compared to the three and three-quarter. Yep. Justin, you're up next. Oh, yeah. I went with Arcade. He's one that's on shelves now. You know, if you're if you're brave enough and you're out there hitting stores and stuff like that, the, the villains wave is one of the three current waves that are sitting on shelves if you're lucky to find them. And I know it's a, it's a body with the suit on it and stuff like that. And we've seen a bunch of times. But if Hasbro is going to make a figure with platform tennis shoes, I'm going <laughs> to put it on my list of top five figures. <laughs> and his alternate head, he comes with two heads. So you get classic and you get the more modern version of where he's more crazy and his hair's flailing out it's everything you need in an arcade figure like i feel like they've nailed it and we don't have to revisit it again because what more could you do this really captures what arcade should be and now you can make that custom carrot top you've always wanted <laughs> modern day after he got all buff oh yeah that's <laughs> no i do love this figure arcade is such a silly character but yet also properly maniacal and properly evil. I think maybe they put him up here now because he did have a brief appearance in the Modoc show. And anytime a character gets any kind of media tie-in, it always kind of promotes them to the front of the line. But I just remember Arcade from the old comics and from the Marvel Ultimate Alliance video game and things. And he has a loony look. And yeah, I know we've seen this suit before, but there's just something about those shoes and the white and the green pocket square going on that makes me think he's a mixture of Carrot Top and Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> like if Mark Zuckerberg decided to put away the hoodie and take out a tie, that's the tie he would wear. Yep. Big old bozo bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> he does have the best shoes of any Marvel Legends figure. Those are like slide-ons. They're like Crocs. <laughs> that's, that's more just for the ankle articulation, the way it's made. But yeah, they're supposed to be like platform tennis shoes, which means we're getting closer to just some regular old tennis shoes in the line. You know, I, I would really love a pair of Chuck Taylors for figures in the line. <laughs> Marjorie, your number five figure here. I love schlubby Peter Parker. I think he was good in the movie. I like that he's got two different shoes on and he does kind of maybe have Chucks on Justin or a Chuck. Not two Chucks, just one. Yeah, he does. I forgot about that. But you know why? Because he only has his left one. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they have the capability. Let's get that that right Chuck on somebody and I'll be a happy See? man. Yeah, I like the character in the movie. I thought this figure is kind of fun. I like that he came with like a fast food drink cup and he's wearing his sweatpants and two different shoes. And I thought the entire line of the Spider-Verse figures were fun, but I like this one the best. Is this the first figure to ever come out in sweatpants? It's like the perfect figure for Corona, right? This is like <laughs> Peter Parker during COVID. <laughs> Work from home, Peter B. Parker. <laughs> he put on the top so that in a Zoom call, he looks like he's Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Marjorie. Like, I really enjoyed this whole wave. And for whatever reason, and I think it's probably because he's one of the only unmasked adults in the wave, the, the animation style really comes through on him. It Miles does. and yeah. Gwen, like, they, they could just be smaller kid-sized figures. But here on Peter B., like, it really comes through that this is the animated style that was on screen. 
Yeah, and that had amazing animation. So, yeah, I like this figure a lot. All right, so now, number four. Marjorie, your pick, Stilt Man. Okay, now, I admit that I kind of laughed because I don't know this character. And I laughed when I opened up the box for you and he had a little suitcase. Michael, he's a little businessman. He's going to Stilt Man work. (laughs) But we have had a lot of fun building a ridiculously tall stilt man. I mean, super amount of fun. And I've had a lot of fun with you doing that. So that's why I put him on here. And also I'd like the fact that you can do that with this figure. It's not just, oh, here, you can get a few extra legs. You can get like a hundred extra legs and put this bad boy up. Now you're gonna have some structural problems and I have ideas how to fix that. However, this is a really cool idea for figure because you can just keep adding to it and make it the character. It also shows just how cool Dwight and the guys are on the Marvel team that they would put those extra legs in an army builder character. They could have very easily put it with one of the figures that you only need one of, but no, they put it with the Red Ninja. So if you want to get a bunch of legs and you want to build a Red Ninja army, have at it. By the way, we do have a lot of hand ninjas currently, FYI. (laughs) My number four is J. Jonah Jameson from the Retro Card. And I know we've gotten J. Jonah Jameson before, but I really liked this sleeve rolled up version. I was really close to customizing this version of JJJ because what you've got going on there is claw from the Black Panther line with the rolled up sleeves, only just no tattoos there because he had the interchangeable arm and everything mixed with J. Jonah Jameson. And I'm pretty sure that split tie of the people like myself who you just can't seem to keep the back of the tie and the front of the tie together, try tucking it in. You could be like our former president and try some scotch tape. It's just not going to hold. You try everything you can there. So I just really was, you know, it was a J. Jonah Jameson I was wanting already. And then with the tie and the newspaper accessory, it just it took it to the next level. And so it was a lot of fun for me, even though he's not a superhero. He's certainly a larger than life character. Yeah, it's, it's another good pick. It's another figure in loafers, which is odd that we have so many loafers on our list but you know it is what it is i i appreciate that they sculpted him with his mouth open because it is true to the character that he's always yelling but you could also you know hasbro can't do it but i'm sure customizers out there we can get a stogie in there i did that with the j jonah jameson that came with the uh the chameleon set i was oh, yeah. able to find uh some on ebay some little cigars that were, you know, either three or three quarter big or six inch average cigars and just a dab of super glue. And that went right in the corner of the mouth. Absolutely perfect. I bet you could do the same here. Yeah. You got to be careful with that scale, because if it's for three and three quarter inch, it might just look like he's smoking a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you picked Baron Zemo from the Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he's not even dancing. No, but he is wearing loafers again. What the hell? We should have. Did, did we not go over this? No, I'm just kidding. You said you'd never own a figure with loafers. <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> I'm a sucker for anything that's on screen accurate. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that we already have an on screen accurate Baron Zemo figure. I mean, I suppose he was in, was it Civil War was where we first saw him. But this isn't his look from there. Like, this is based on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
you know, with the coat and all that. And he comes with his alternate masked head, which we never saw in the movie. So this is all new based on that show and just how fast they got it out there and how accurate it is. I, I was impressed. And to me, Baron Zemo was the highlight of that entire show. Like he brought in some comedy that I wasn't expecting in that show. And I, I was just happy to have him as a figure this quickly. He totally stole the show. He did. And he comes with the diary though, from civil war, that diary with train yard and all of those other Russian words that Marjorie could probably school me in right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad he does not come with a box of Turkish delight because because of that show, I actually tried Turkish delight. I let him do it because I've had Turkish delight. And it's pretty crappy food. Yeah, mm. it is very resistible, Baron. I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> you sold me on a bill of goods. The figure is better than the candy. <laughs> what are Turkish delight? I mean, I know it's candy, but are they like like a hard gummy type of thing? Okay, imagine if somebody took like a jelly brain, but it didn't have the outside coating that you know the crunchy coating, and then there were some pistachios in there. Oh, but yeah, no. also removed most of the sugar. Yeah, uh, it's no. a savory treat. That has a gelatinous, sticky, not as tough as a bit of honey, but chewier than a Milky Way kind of thing. And it looks like, I mean, honestly, it reminded me of like when you'd see the ice cubes with the fly frozen in them. It kind yeah. of when you'd see pistachios floating in yellow gelatin. Mm, but <laughs> it seems like something you'd find in the old grocery store Brock's like a uh, bulk display thing where you take a scoop out and put it in a bag. <laughs> they were big squares. So you'd get them, you know, they'd be pretty large squares, but maybe it's a uh, cultural thing, but Turkish delight. Mm -mm. This figure. Good. Turkish delight. No. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. All right, Justin, you're up again with Miles Morales from Spider-Verse wearing tennies. Yeah, it's all about the footwear. If you haven't sensed the pattern yet, it's it's all about the footwear. But no, I mean, for, for the same reasons that Marjorie chose Peter B. Parker is the reason I picked Miles. Like they just nailed the look of that on-screen animated style. And it still surprises me to this day because we've seen comic style figures and we've seen realistic movie style figures for years. And having them introduce this third new thing into the the toy line is just it's exciting to me because I'm sure they had to have meetings about it and we're like, well, why don't we bring him into the realistic style or why don't we bring him into the comic style and do it? It's like neither of those would have worked. Neither of those would have done justice to this movie. And just having another Miles that had the same outfit on just wouldn't have been half as exciting as it is to get him with his skinny legs and his stylized shorts and all that stuff. That This whole wave was great, but I think Miles was my favorite, just being as screen accurate as he is, you get the full-on suited head or his, his unmasked head. It's just a perfect figure all the way down. And if you recall, when that movie came out, they did do the comic style Miles Morales with that design in a two-pack with Gwen Stacy, but it was regular legend style, not comic style and it was a good two-pack and it you know mm -hmm. but this does so much more justice to it i think you know they saw the success of that movie and were like this is something to build on a lot of companies late to the game jumped on kotobukiya iron studios there's just quite a few that started doing the exact movie style as best they could and i'm really glad marvel legends got in on that 
Yeah, I, I have the Mafex or Mafex version of it too, and the Hasbro one stands up next to it. I mean, at a third of the price, and you know, none of the soft goods, but like stylized, the Hasbro one is just as good, if not better, than that Mafex. Marjorie, you picked Baron Zemo. I did because I told you he stole the show. I think that he was really good. He was a delight in the show. I'm. I wish he would have stuck around for more episodes. And I'm sorry, the dancing. I'm so happy that they put out like an hour loop of him dancing because that was the best thing ever and totally my escape when we were moving. <laughs> Plus, the, the coat is very screen accurate. I loved his coat. It was just so unassuming, but yet he's so bougie. I thought it was great. He, that's why I put him on there. And the masked head, I never quite understood why he put the mask on in the show other than that we couldn't tell it was a stunt double under there doing those crazy kicks, but... It's because he found it in his car. Don't you find, like, your hat in the back of your car, then you put it on and wear it? No? Just Slight me. difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I have an ass-kicking hat that I wear before I attack some mercs. <laughs> and mine here... I went with Moira McTaggart, and I think this is kind of a divisive figure. I know a lot of people, this wasn't the Moira they wanted. They wanted a more classic comic Moira. But A, I really liked the variety of display options that came with her. The removable arms allowing you to remove the coat, the neckerchief, the two heads. But also, in my mind, this is kind of a customizer's dream for civilian women because you can you know you can paint that coat a little bit it can become a raincoat it can become a trench coat it can just become a blazer that a little bit of a long blazer it's a nice female buck that could be reused and you can take the coat off you just get various color sweaters i mean it's just a nice female buck for some more background civilians and you know, those heels are very practical heels, so they're not going to stand out. And we're going to keep talking about the footwear. It's just some, you know, comfortable shoes. Yeah, it's, it's another good pick for all those reasons, Arnie. Like, I, I was going to talk about the customizing potential there, but you you pretty much covered it. I mean, making those easy to pop out arms makes it customizing so much easier when you have when you have arms that are set into the torso. A lot of people don't know that, like, they kind of T-bone out usually on the end of those pegs. So getting them out is near damn, damn near impossible. Making these easily swappable makes it easier to paint. And just as a figure, like you said, it's it, right there. If you want to display her every which way, you'd have to buy three or four of them just with the different heads, the different options on the arms and the coat and all that. Yeah, it's. I'm surprised that I still see it on the pegs, to be honest with you. I, I would have thought that that one would have been way more popular for customizing. She went down in price for Amazon Prime days, and I actually did pick up a couple of them for around $12. Because, nice. And she's still there at retail on Amazon, and I'm the same way. I'm like, sometimes you see these customizer bucks, figures that you wouldn't expect, suddenly become really hard to get because people are getting them and tearing them apart for parts or for the body and things. And yeah, I don't think people have jumped on this one as much yet, but I saw the possibilities with it. You know, again, when they're starting to send things like extra Mary Jane heads with Gwen Stacy figures and things, you don't just want to pop that head on the same figure. You want to, you know, look at other ways you can use those heads and things. I think it's really fun to me how the Hasbro team 
really seems to be making figures for lazy customizers like me. <laughs> you know, you don't want to get the Bondo out. You don't want to sculpt. You want to do some kit bashing. And if you want to kit bash, they feed into that by just throwing extra heads in here and there. Oh, agreed. And on this one, you just paint some knee-high socks on her and you've got a Daphne from Scooby-Doo right out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> Including the neckerchief. Just paint it purple. <laughs> Number... Two. All right, I'm up on this one. How could it not be Modoc? I mean, this one has been a lot of fun. The two faces, the fact that you can hide the other face in the butt, flame <laughs> effects. He just, they finally got around to him and he did not disappoint. And they found a way to do it that complements the Toy Biz versions instead of trying to best the Toy Biz versions. And so you didn't get the same facial expression here that the Toy Biz one had. I think that there's some trade-offs between the two. The Toy Biz one still has an amazing wash on it and some paint detail that this one doesn't have. But this one has some articulation and some a little bit of scale to him and the extra faces that can rotate out that I think that it's not trying to supersede one of the best Build-A-Figures of the Toy Biz era. So, no, I was really, really happy with the way they ended up delivering this. And Marjorie, you picked Bucky. Yes, we got a Bucky. It's his new arm, which we got, and his new haircut. But I always love to get these Captain America figures or from the Captain America movies. And even though this is a TV show, I think it'll make a nice addition. It's probably going to get a Falcon one of these days to put next to him because I think they're buddy-buddy. And you can't have one without the other, like paint bar and jelly. But I thought this was a really good figure. I think his arm looks great. I love that they gave him that new jacket, like in the show. That jacket is like awesome. And it looks like he's wearing tennis shoes, Justin. Yeah, I think he's got boots on. Does he? Yeah. Okay. And this is a kick-ass outfit. You know, he's got his big leather jacket on. My one gripe, it's not even a gripe. It's just on this figure, it would have been so nice if his his arm would have been able to come off. Like just a little pop it off (laughs) and have him hold it. That'd be a good Yeah, good that would gag. be funny. Yeah. They're really nailing it with the likenesses on this. Like, I mean, this is the best Sebastian Stan likeness that we've seen in any of these Bucky figures over the years. Yeah, it is, definitely. And if you're good at customizing tattoos, pop that head off, put it on a topless buck, and you've got yourself a Tommy Lee. <laughs> in case you guys don't know, Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy Lee in a new Molly Crew movie or series on Netflix. Justin, your pick. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. And this one, I kind of felt like I might be cheating because I don't know if she's supposed to be out yet. But uh, I mean, technically, I found her at a GameStop. So that that means she is out. It's not like I went out of my way to get it imported or anything. So, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is just a reuse of the gray She-Hulk that we got just, you know, a year or so ago in the Fantastic Four wave with the new head and the proper green skin that we most people know her as. This just is as great as the original release but up a notch. I actually like this one a lot too. I was a little bit just that gray iteration of her as Hulk didn't last long in the comics. I didn't think it caught on. I understand it was tying into current media, but you want to give me a good Jen Walters. You give me the one that you show here and the angry head with the yellow eyes as the alternate head. I haven't seen this figure in person yet. I haven't been that lucky as to find it at GameStop, but I'm really looking forward to this one. I think the tattered shirt and everything just 
works really well for this likeness. I agree with you agreeing with me. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to number one. Marjorie, I wonder. I, any 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 clues? What? It's Modoc. It's only like my dream come true. Pat Oswald. <laughs> <laughs> that show. I know we're staying positive, so I'm just not going to talk about that show. I'm going to follow the. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I've only been asking for how many years, Arnie? Like six. ten, six, like all of them. Yeah, all of them. Because this is the one thing that was missing from the line. They would, they did Sugar Man, which I guess is the gateway to this. But we keep getting other these other like figures that were like deep dives. And I'm like, what about Modoc? He's the best, and he never gets a figure. And here we go. And this is just, it's great. We got two faces, and again, the storage in the butt, very handy. I think he's got a great base. I think this is a good Modoc. It's a great Modoc. It's not a good Modoc. It's a great Modoc, but. It's like my dreams came true. This is a great makeup for COVID and everything being canceled. It should be said there's only two Marvel Legends that we hand carried with us to our new house. <laughs> Marjorie hand carried her Modoc. I didn't want anything to happen to him because you know movers put the boxes just wherever they feel like, and I didn't want my Modoc to get lost. So, and I, uh, I have to say, distribution on this one has been great. Like I've. I've seen him at Target stores and I've seen him sell out and I've seen him weeks later restock. Good job on getting it out there and making sure people who who wanted a chance at it have, have had, you know, ample opportunities for it. What's funny is the day that they announced it, I wasn't able to watch the live stream at that time. And my phone and my messages on Facebook blew up with everybody telling me there's a Modoc coming. It is a great figure. I guess I wonder how long they were just waiting to figure out how to get it out to us. I mean, because it's so big that I don't think even breaking it apart, it would fit in with other figures as a Build-A-Figure. Oh, it's, no. It's that much bigger than, than Sugar Man. Yeah, I, mean, I just think also the shape of him would not lend itself to that. And when I had talked to the guys at Hasbro about MODOK one of the many times, I had bandied about, hey, it'd be a great San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. So there's that. I will say he was a trick to put together, though, if you want to talk about building a figure. In order to come in a reasonably sized box, he is split in half and you've got the faces and you got to pop the arms on and things. And it was not all that easy to get him for put together the very first time. All right. I'm anxious. What is your number one figure for the year so far? <laughs> hey, Ursa Major, who appeared in the Black Widow movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> did you catch it? I don't think I did, but I mean, it really doesn't surprise me that he's in there somewhere, right? The guy who's arm wrestling Red Guardian and Red Guardian breaks his arm at the really painful point. Yeah. They call him a bear at that mo in that scene. Uh, <laughs> and if you check the credits, his name is Ursa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's pretty great. We also got a Crimson Dynamo drop in there, too, so... <laughs> Just from a build-a-figure standpoint, this is an awesome piece of plastic. It's, you know, Hasbro's been doing this lately with, you know, some of the other figures we got with Sasquatch and Wendigo and these size, I don't want to call them big figures, but they're not. I mean, I'm not talking Sentinel size, but these bigger than standard figures have been great. And this is an all-new sculpt. They didn't build this on top of one of those other ones. And I know if you don't have it in hand, you might look at it and think, oh, well, that's just Sasquatch parts were used. It's not. It's all 100% new sculpt. 
they nailed it on the fur and the paint job is great. And come on, it's it's a big bear. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want a huge big Build-A-Bear? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer this Build-A-Bear to the ones at the mall, I'll say that much. Right. Although, does this one have a beating heart? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like this figure. I mean, when they go, oh yeah, look how look at the size of that thing. I always love when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very impressive figure. It is, and I, I, yeah, the fact that they did give him a good fur wash, so a he's not stinky, but b it provides texture. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this figure a lot. But not as much as my number one figure, because, I mean, Marjorie talked a little bit about Stilt Man, but I don't think she talked enough about Stilt Man. <laughs> I mean, if you know my philosophy in life, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> I might have gotten a few extra figures and a few extra legs, and maybe I... Put them all together and... Looks like rebar. <laughs> it's good rebar. <laughs> I put this one together today and... <laughs> QZZ top, she's got legs. <laughs> <over there. laughs> so this is standing about 17 feet tall. Actually, it's probably a little bit more than that because it's in the area with the high ceiling. And that's the <laughs> second floor that he's on. So, and that... Oh, boy. I think that's a 10-foot doorway. So, Jar Jar giving it the side eye is yeah. perfect. <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't use all of mine. I, I lost count of how many leg segments I had, so I counted today. I have 54 per side or 108 leg segments total. Oh, my and God. I was not able to use them all here. Here, I'm in about the low 40s. I could have stacked another 12 segments on top of here, except I couldn't find a way. I was able to balance three, but this is as high as I've been able to get them so far until I go like outdoors out a window and start adding a little bit more and dangle them on the ground. But no, this is so much fun for me. And this is the figure I hand carried. All of the legs, I put them all in a tote, brought them all down with me, went to a toy show, found a couple of more of uh, hand ninjas. I'm like, pack them up. I want some more legs. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to road trip up here. We have a we have a state park that has a like nine story observation tower that we can climb and just <laughs> hold them over the side. <laughs> Oh, no, this has been the most fun I have had with an action figure, and I can't remember how long. And I know he doesn't have a whole lot of paint, but they did a pearlescent kind of plastic with him. And I know he's kind of a silly character, but damn it, I've never had an 18-foot action figure before. <laughs> Nothing else could be my number one. But I, I do need to know... What the hell do I do with all these feet? <laughs> yeah, send them back to Hasbro. Maybe you can, you know, with as many as you have, you might be able to, you know, get into some sort of recycling program and qualify for a few free figures. <laughs> Actually, I thought I'd drill through them and make, like, necklaces or something. There Big, you go. ugly, chucking necklaces. <laughs> or still, return them to I... a Home Depot or something to give you credit. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> these things don't hold my sink up at all. 
lots of feet. So that's the five so far. Now let's look at the five yet to come where we could be way wrong on this, but let's, but these are the ones that the teases look best on. Number five. Justin, you're up first and your pick was Gamer vs. Miles Morales. Yeah, uh, we've been seeing a few more translucent things sneak into the line this year. We've had a holographic head Tony Stark that's already come out. And part of that Ursa Major wave, it's an Iron Man wave that has a full-on translucent Iron Man, which is pretty cool. I didn't think it was cool enough to make my top five of the year so far, but I really enjoyed it. And now that I see that they're coming out with a, a translucent blue gamer versus Miles Morales, it, it had to be on my upcoming excited list. So if, if for no other reason, because it's translucent. It is nice to see him with that sting there, though. And having played the game, it's a fun new way to bring him in to make him more gamer verse. I mean, the Miles Morales game, I've talked about it. It's a hell of a lot of fun. I'm down for any gamer verse they want to give us from that game, not so much the Avengers game. <laughs> My number five, Modoc World Domination Tour. I just, come on, it's Elvis Modoc. They found the perfect way to do it with that flip on face, the cheeseburgers. I mean, how can you not? He's even got the little Elvis lip going. Uh-huh. And oh. of course, Marjorie, I'm surprised that's your fifth pick. I mean, I would have well, thought that would be your number one pick. It's my fifth. I think this is, you know, really great. I'm excited. I think Rockabilly Modoc is going to be fun. And again, something I only requested numerous years. I'm not going <laughs> to unduly give you credit for this because I don't know what the conversations were at Hasbro to bring this, but I can't imagine that. And it will get Marjorie off our back. Wasn't said at least once. <laughs> yeah, I may have mentioned it a few times. You kept going. I, I thought it would never happen. You would talk about Rockabilly Modoc, and I'd be like, but look, here it is. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's more than awesome. So I'm excited to see how, how they make this head. You know, with the with the one we've been talking about, he has the replaceable faces and it's it's cut off by his headband and the hair is a separate piece. This all looks like one big headpiece, including the hair. Oh, huh. I hadn't thought about that. Got you all shook up now. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Marjorie again. Hey, what? wait. What? <laughs> you guys made a mistake on the slides. <laughs> Actually, this is my pick for number four. As you can tell, I'm a little bit excited about Rockabilly Modoc, Just a little, but I, I'm super excited. I don't know what else to say about him other than yay. I'm a little bit nervous because he's a PulseCon exclusive, and I know you're going to want at least one of your own, and then I need one, and I don't know how this is going to work. You have your own PulseCon membership, so yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm going to have to fight for it. Damn I'm hoping it, we just that. start getting Modoc accessory packs. Like, I want more oh. styles of sunglasses and different <laughs> hair pieces. And <laughs> well, you know, he's, like, big enough that you could actually use some doll accessories on him. Because yeah. he's, he's got a big noggin. Really There's does. no reason we couldn't get a modern Modoc. I mean, remember, he did go bald for a while and have those, like, tentacles. They tried to make him look more monstrous and less comedic, less, oh, my God, I ate too many burritos. 
And so, I mean, they, it's the same hover chair, arms and legs. They could just pop another bald head on there and go for creepy Modoc. How could you not think of Modoc and he said diarrhea because he's flaming out his ass all the time. Best Taco Bell ad ever. Yep. Justin, your pick. Happy Hogan and Iron Man Mark 21. Loafers, Justin, really? Yes. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, this one was an easy pick for me because it's about damn time Favreau is getting represented in plastic. He's been there since the beginning. Happy has been there since Iron Man 1. And he, he deserves a figure. And I know looking at it, it's not one you're going to put in just a single pack and a wave. So you got to match him up with somebody. And I'm glad that it's, you know, I, I believe this is the Midas armor, right? The the gold armor. So mm-hmm. that's it's a cool one to put him with. It's going to make an, an awesome pack that people are going to be like, oh, I want that Iron Man and later on be happy that they have happy. But I'm going in for happy himself. They, they nailed Favreau's likeness. And I know it's just another suited body that that's what he wears in the movie. So perfect. And I think he even comes with his little cell phone. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty geeked up about this pack. But does he come with his badge? Because remember, there's badges now. You've got to wear your badge in the building. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a good choice. I I mean, my only minor gripe is that the Iron Man Mark 21, the Midas, Hot Toys delivered it recently, and it is shiny gold. Like, it, it, this is a ruddy, brownish plastic. I need to take a class called vac metalizing at home, or maybe right. get some of that, what do they call it, that you can get at the craft store, that gold, gold leaf. leaf. Yeah, gold yeah. leaf you can put on it. Do yep. something to really bling it up and make it Midas-y. That That's a minor complaint, though. I'm always happy to get more of the house party protocol. And yeah, happy for happy. <laughs> My number four, Odin. This is another one kind of going to what you were saying, Justin, when you were doing Baron Zemo in your favorites so far, is to just get a really good Anthony Hopkins Odin. And to have with the helmet, without the helmet, the big staff, the ornate armor. And I mean, I think that that's mostly, if not entirely, new parts on that because they made him a bit stocky, as Anthony Hopkins has been after a few too many livers and fava bean meals. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if there's any reused parts, I'm not seeing any, you know, I mean, like... That's nothing from any Thor figure we've seen. Yeah, looks like a 100% new re-sculpt. And I just didn't think we'd get some of these. Kind of like when we had the 10th anniversary celebration of the cinematic universe and they brought out figures we didn't think we'd get. Well, this is a surprise to me that they went back and did some more MCU figures and did some deep cuts like Happy Hogan and like Odin. When I was looking at all of the ones coming up, Odin was the one that I just... He's got the coolest look in my mind of the upcoming figures and is a good character um, in the Thor movies. I mean, not, maybe not always used the best. He keeps falling asleep, but, <laughs> you know, I I like Anthony Hopkins and I thought he I, he deserved his plastic representation. Yeah, good pick. I mean, I'm excited about all of these Infinity Saga figures coming out and it's it's hard to choose some favorites, but this one this one's up there for me too. So next, Justin. Number three. Surter. And this one was so close on my list. 
<laughs> how could I not pick it? I mean, I just went on and on about how translucent is my thing. And now we're getting a, I can't remember how tall he's like 14, 15 inches tall. He's huge coming in his own big box and have a huge chunk of translucent orange plastic that already looks like cooling lava without any light effects. Yeah. I can't wait to get this guy home and under a light. I've seen some pictures. I don't have this in hand yet. And that's why it's, you know, favorite of upcoming, but some people do have it in hand and have done some great photography, putting a light behind his chest and kind of doing that light pipe thing through his body. And Mm -hmm. He's kind of reminding me of my old Inhumanoids figures. Remember there was like molten figures back then? There were the translucent lava guy. And I used to yep. play with lights with him way back in the day. So this is just, I mean, a kick-ass character from the movie, but a fun toy. Yeah. And also kind of reminds me a little bit of a throwback when the Marvel Universe figures were doing those 12-inch versions of stuff. You know, we'd get a couple giant men and stuff like that. So it would be fun to have another big figure in this scale again and marjorie what modok you guys have suspicious minds yet <laughs> <laughs> starting to sense a pattern here maybe just a little bit of a pattern <laughs> what is making you this excited that this is the one like it's blinding you to all others like what is it because we're getting two modoks like in rapid succession when i didn't think it was ever going to happen and you know, I have like all these MODOK collectibles and I, I, you have like a whole box of those damn Marvel 300 or 5,000 or whatever those are, where I have to sort through and open those all to find the chase MODOKs. Well, I, hopefully you don't have to chase that one too hard. And mine, zombie Captain America. I mean, it's anything you can do to give me zombie Marvel is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be cool in the what if, but... Man, Marvel Zombies is one of the first comics I read when starting to get back into Marvel in the aughts. It was this, and it was Ultimate Spider-Man by Bendis, that I would just, I'd go to Barnes & Noble, and I'd read them in the cafe while drinking coffee and things. I probably could have bought the books cheaper than the coffees I paid for drinking while reading there, but Marjorie just dropped me off, and I'd read Marvel Zombies, and read the Bendis comics and it's it's what pulled me back in and I absolutely love this and I think you know you get a zombie Iron Man from Spider-Man Far From Home a zombie cap you're gonna get something going pretty good here and there was a zombified Modoc in the comics and <laughs> yet another use of that body <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the idea of of Hasbro hopping in on the zombie stuff because, I mean, General Giant has done it for a few years on some statues and maquettes and stuff like that. And I know Diamond Select has had a few, but it kind of hits me the same way as like the Venomized stuff did earlier or late last year where it's like, if they do it just a little, you know, and here and there, I'll, I'll be down with it. But if we end up, you know, looking back a year from now, it's like, why do I have 30 zombified characters? You know, it might be a little too much, but sprinkled in a little bit for flavor. I'm, I'm good with it. Number two. All right, Marjorie. Here you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think this is one that it was funny and that kind of was. And now it's back funny again. <laughs> So you've angered him. You've angered him. Look at his face. He's he's very (laughs) mad at you. Is he wearing blue suede shoes, do you think? If not, you can actually buy flocking. He will be wearing blue suede shoes by the time I'm done. 
since since we appear to all have a shoe fetish this episode, I figured we might as well check. We don't have to talk about him anymore. I know that we probably said enough. Oh, that microphone oh. control though is awesome. And the glasses. That's a nice slide. <laughs> For me, Tigra. And if I can just break my arm patting myself on the back, remember when they said there was a figure coming out with a tail and we did have a show around that time. And I said, Tigra, (laughs) well, there we go. I was right. (laughs) And Tigra, I like her as a character. I mean, she's always been in my mind, B list, C list, but an Avenger, a West coast Avenger and yeah, new figure with a tail. I'm, I'm really excited for this figure. Oh, I just think it's a cool addition. I like it when they bring in some of the B-list from my era, you know, when I was really heavy in comics in the late 80s, early 90s. I read a lot about Tigra, and yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, and it's coming in all the way back around, like one of the first waves that Hasbro did way back in the day before Legends went away for a while was this Tigra was in that. Not this one. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Justin, oh my God, I think you got Marjorie's slide mixed up. (laughs) Uh, I mean, if we're all being honest, right, he's got to be on our our top five looking forward to, right? I mean, for for everything we've already talked about, it's just awesome. Flinging hamburger cheeseburgers, removable sunglasses, my hair, you know, I mean, (laughs) why wouldn't I pick him? Number one. Ironmonger and Obadiah Stane, Justin. You can forget about the Ironmonger. I'm just excited to get yet another guy in a suit with loafers <laughs> on. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Like, but what what an awesome two-pack. We get Obadiah Stane, which is great. Not somebody you want single carded, but Man, I bet you the team at Hasbro is so happy to get another swing at the the Ironmonger figure because, well, they never really, I mean, the current team never really had a chance at this one. This came out when Marvel Legends wasn't even a thing. It was Iron Man 2 figures and Iron Man 1 figures were 6 inch Mm -hmm. and that was it. And they came out with one then. It was a single carded figure. It was woefully underscaled. It was a cool figure, well articulated, but not the right size. Uh, Nope, before that even. Like they did a movie version. I think they even did two. I, I kind of remember having one where the, the top head popped off and there was a Obadiah stain in there. But but yeah, I'm I'm super excited to be getting this figure. I mean, just looking at the picture, they've nailed it right out of the box. All the details and the scale. It's probably gonna be a little bit underscaled, but come on, you know, to get proper scale and something like that, you'd need it to be 16, 17, 20 inches tall. Who knows? And you talk about another guy in a suit. I love the little details. I mean, J. Jonah Jameson had the tie that won't stay straight. The Now here, Obadiah's got the, I'm exasperated. I've undone my top button and I've loosened the tie a little bit. It's kind of like casual Friday afternoon at my old office when everybody does that. They're just like, I'm sick of being choked. I'm going to loosen the tie for the afternoon. And then, of course, the arc reactor he comes with, too, the mm-hmm. one that Iron Man has to put back in himself. Yeah, the only accessory he's missing is a box of pizza. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he's got the necklace. When I got the hot toy, it really drew my attention to, like, the gold chain Obadiah wore in the movie. It was just like I never noticed it until the hot toys came and it had one. And now it's all <laughs> I can see when I watch that movie. But other than the gold chain, I think they got it pretty nailed. Yep. And who doesn't need a figure of the dude bald? 
right? The dude abides. My number one, how can it not be the Sentinel? I mean, the HasLab we've been waiting a year for. I may be cheating by picking this because it's not going to be at stores. And if you haven't bought it already, you're not getting it. But man, I cannot wait to tear into that. It's going to be like Christmas freaking day when that shows up. It's going to be like when I see that those have shipped, take the afternoon off work and sit on the floor and play with my toys. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great pick. And dang, now, one of the only reasons I didn't pick it is because I knew you would and I didn't want to double up. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great one to be up there. And f- last, first, least, not least... Can we talk about the captain figure that Modoc comes with here? <laughs> That's pretty awesome that, you know, there's the comic version of the colonel that used to hang around with Elvis. Here we got the captain with his two heads. And I love the flame <laughs> effect, Justin. That's awesome. <laughs> and the captain wearing what? High tops? Yep. Look at that. More more tennis shoes. <laughs> Are those chucks? Do those count as chucks? No, I guess Maybe. they're too high. Yeah, but the customizer in me looks at how it can come apart at the ankle. I'm getting real close. Uh, this time next year, we'll have a Chuck shoe in the line. All right. Well, that is our show. Thank you guys for joining us. And Justin Marjorie, thank you for sharing your joy. It's been fun. It's been too long. We got we to gotta do, do this more often. Absolutely, we do. And we will. We will be back in two weeks. The day this show is being released, we are sitting down for an exclusive interview with the Hasbro Marvel team, Dwight, Ryan, and Dan again. Always great to talk to them. So we will have that interview and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thanks for watching this video. You can see full episodes of Marvelicious Toys with more collecting news and reviews at MarveliciousToys.com. Until next time... Make mine marvelicious. I remember the long and bumpy journey of the inaugural. I remember the long and bumpy journey of the inaugural barge. Compared to that, the Sentinel was a blur. Inaugural barge (laughs) is impossible to say, Steve. (laughs) Inaugural barge. <laughs> and it's bigger than the Sentinel by about six inches. <laughs> I'm such a child. <laughs> well, we we have a guest room for you, Justin. Anytime you want to come down. Nice. You just may have to sleep in Kitty Marvel sheets. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be just like home. <laughs> Not a race car bed, Justin. Just the sheets. Oh, damn. If you want a race car bed, we can totally put one in there, Ernie. (laughs) Maybe we should do bunk beds for Stuart and Jacob when they come. (laughs) Which one of you gets to be on top? (laughs) That has a totally different connotation when you're an adult. (laughs) Yeah.